Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I am Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team, joined by my normal co-host, Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And also, we've got a first-time guest. Yes. Uh, Don Boardwell is now the Director of Agent Growth on uh, on my real estate team. And we're going to talk uh, quite a bit about some new stuff that we're doing for agent training uh, obviously, Mike, we've spent the last few weeks talking about the shifts in the real estate market and some of the stuff that we're going to do with uh, bringing on agents onto our team is going to coincide with that. When we aren't on air, make sure that you're following us on all of our socials. We are at The Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. We're on all of them. So at The Duncan Duo for all of your uh, real estate updates, needs, and um, statistics. So, our Jumpstart program, Don, we're super excited about this because the failure rate for real estate agents in the first couple of years is astronomically high at 85%. So many real estate agents get into the business without an understanding of what it takes to be successful. And that lack of quality onboarding, training, and mentorship of agents by their brokerage is what causes a lot of that. And with the shifts in the marketplace, it's really an opportunity to get back to the fundamentals of real estate. It, it has changed in the last few months because of interest rates. So us rolling out this uh, jumpstart program for agents to join our company, the timing couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, it's interesting that you would say opportunity to get back to the basics. And by opportunity, folks, what he means is either you get back to the basics or you go broke as a realtor. Right. You're going to get out of the business and go get a J-O-B, which is just over broke. Uh, yeah, it's just so, over broke. Exactly right. So, so Don, we, we've got we've developed this program, you know, after, you know, you've spent years training and coaching real estate teams. I've obviously spent years building it. We, we've got a great coach and it's a boot camp style onboarding and training program where new or new to the team agents mm. spend seven days in intensive, comprehensive training that covers everything an agent needs to launch or relaunch to be successful because so many agents, not just new agents wanting to get in because there are a lot of those. We, we know the, the number of real estate agents has grown in the last few years. It's gonna drop the next few years, but there are also a lot of real estate agents at companies that are not gonna handle what's happening very well. And they're, they're gonna wanna stay in the business and go somewhere where they can get that extra accountability and support that we're going to provide them. Yeah, it, re the reason I'm so passionate about this is I think back to my onboarding experience. When I first got started, I was a, an indie agent or what we call an individual agent, not on a team. And literally, my onboarding was my broker showing me, hey, initials here, here, and here. Here's the password to the Wi-Fi. Best of luck. Go sell a house. That was pretty much me, too. Okay. I mean, literally, <laughs> I was thrown to the wolves as well. It yeah. was just you had to figure it all out on your own. And, and I think training has advanced a lot, but but I feel like a lot of the companies really train on things that today are, are a lot harder for real estate agents to get a, a good grasp with, like marketing and lead generation, for example. When there are companies spending millions of dollars on those things that have metrics and analytic departments and long-standing brands, it is really hard for an individual agent to stand out with their marketing. And it's why a lot of people have predicted kind of the end of the individual agent and so many of them going to join teams. Absolutely. In fact, there's a lot of articles floating around in the, the coaching and leadership world talking about that. But yeah, it's about leverage. The indie agent, my first year in, I remember uh, once I figured out that there was nobody standing in the parking lot that wanted to buy or sell a house, I was going to have to come up with leads, right. people to help buy and sell. So I spent $14,000 of my own money that first year generating leads. 
how in the world people today get into the market, figure that out, and and hence the you know the atrocious like eighty seven percent of agents Failure that rate. go broke right. and, and fail. Um, Without a team, I don't know today how individual agents are doing that. But yeah, with a team, you've got the team pulling in the same direction. We fly one flag. We use that revenue to generate leads and to generate business and opportunity for everybody. Um, and so everybody together succeeds. And so you can get more information. You can sign up for career nights. You can apply for any of our open positions, which obviously would roll you into our um, you know, agent um, agent jumpstart program at jointheduo.com. Again, that's jointheduo.com. Some of the things we're going to cover, uh, Don, business planning, mm. uh, daily accountability. They're going to get a success coach and a mentor assigned to them. So they have, they have multiple people that they have that they can reach out to, that they can get advice from, that they can get coaching from. I hear a lot of times people that, that join large real estate companies say, I can't ever get anyone on the phone. The broker's always off on the weekend. I got nobody there for support. That's definitely something that doesn't happen at our company. A hundred percent. And that's, you know, I, I spend a lot of time on the phone talking to real estate agents that are in that. I'm meeting with one um, later this week that is about two years into the industry, was very disenfranchised with what they found once they started in because the broker was there for the first day. And you never saw the broker again. When you have questions, what do you do? Well, you hope there's another agent around. We don't want to repeat that experience. Sure. It's the the intensive onboarding. Let's get it all knocked out at first, and then we partner with you. Um, in fact, in this case, for the first full year, you're actually going to spend uh, a year on the floor working with me primarily as your success coach. I'll be answering the the text, the questions. Uh, how do we approach this? How can I best help these customers? How can I put my clients in the best uh, position to be leveraged to get a good deal in this house? We'll be right there with them, and that makes all the difference in the world. And the idea is to provide more value, the most value we can possibly provide to the agent to allow them uh, to be successful, not just using our lead generation, because as you know, in your evaluation, we have more leads than we're keeping up with. We have, we, you know, we, we have more leads than we can keep up with. It's why we need to hire agents, because we want to be able to give those people proper service. And I think a lot of agents, unfortunately, got spoiled the last few years by being able to thrive and survive with their sphere of influence, their family and friends buying and selling, because interest rates in the twos and threes, everyone's a buyer, but when it changes to interest rates in the sevens, um, it shrinks the buyer pool pretty dramatically so that uh, there are going to be a lot of agents feeling that crunch in the next few months. Yeah, w without a doubt, that's going to happen. And, um, you know, the thing that we say is, are people going to buy and sell, transact in real estate? Absolutely. We're in Florida. People are going to transact every day. Sure. But it's no longer going to be just any agent that can help those folks. You, I mean, six months ago, there were people jumping up and down with their hand in the air going, oh, I want to buy, I want to buy. Those folks aren't jumping up and down. You're going to have to reach them. It's going to take a technique, and it's going to take some training if you don't know how to do those things, to have the right conversations and to do it every day so that you can consistently do it and produce. So let's add some value out there for a second here for, for real estate agents listening to us, because I think, Mike, we probably have, I mean, I, I get agents at, to talk to me all the time. They hear us on the show, like yes. they, they tune in and they, and they listen. So, you know, and I think every other person in Florida has a real estate license anyway. So half the audience is <laughs> right. a, a real estate. Everyone's got one. Um, but, but the reality is that, um, you know, some, some value add that you can get if you're a real estate agent right now, you've got to up your follow-up. You've got mm -hmm. to make more attempts at contact. You've got to get through. Um, you know, kind of the gateways that people have to prevent you from reaching them. You've got to call, text, email. You've got to be more persistent than you've ever been to be successful right now. And, and you have to be at a place 
that knows how to adapt and not just survive, but thrive despite a changing and and slowing real estate market. And you know, this is my 18th year. I went through the Great Recession. Some of the, some of the years of the Great Recession were the largest year-over-year percentage growth in my company history. Mm. I got the blueprint. I know what to do. We're we're starting it now. We're enacting it. And the and the goal is is to be that place where people say, you know what, I haven't, I, I don't believe I'm at the right place. Okay. I don't believe I'm getting that support, that coaching, that training. Um, or I'm gonna join new to the industry and I know I need that because my friends that got in six months or a year ago, um, the things that they were doing then to be successful aren't going to be the things that work in this in this new market. So if you're a real estate agent listening, in, improve your prospecting and follow up, um, you know, touch leads more often, uh, really, really get in touch with your past clients and your database, uh, add value to them, sign them up for home value reports, let them know what's going on. Um, but but ultimately, uh, look in the mirror because a mm. lot of reasons people aren't successful um, again, we'd love to say that we're the right place for everybody and that everyone out there that isn't with us is the wrong place. But the reality is a lot of the people out there that aren't successful are because of what they are or are not doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and uh, our team, we say we hire to culture first, and that's a real thing. Uh, first of all, people have to be a good cultural fit. We're a big, complicated, hardworking family, but we're a family. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there are people that are just so independent-minded that they're not coachable. I like to right. talk about coachable a lot. Yep. And if you're not coachable, if you think you've got it all figured out, uh, you probably do, or at least as far <laughs> as you're ever going to take it. Right. Um, and, and, and you might not be a good fit. You're also probably not going to survive a significant market shift where you got to change tactics. Yeah, that, that, and that's key. And there, you know, I even hear leaders of companies, even leaders of very large publicly traded real estate companies coming out and saying things right now that I'm like, you clearly were not around in 2006 because <laughs> it does not real estate. Once it starts heading in a direction, it doesn't, it doesn't just all of a sudden jump right back in the yes. other one. It's a very slow moving yeah, thing. Yeah, we talk and, about that all the time. It is very you know, slow so, moving. So, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't just, oh, it was a bad month, a bad three months, a bad four months. That's not, that doesn't just turn around. It takes a long time to move things. So, so, you know, again, if you're, if you're interested in a confidential uh, assess career assessment, uh, with Don, hit him up at careers at theduncanduo.com. That's careers at theduncanduo.com. Or go to jointheduo.com. You can register for our career night there. You can also apply for any of our open positions uh, on our team. Again, that is jointheduo.com. Super excited about uh, the Jumpstart program that we're enacting. Don, anything else you want to add before we roll to the break in about a minute or so? Yeah, well, so on that, those uh, that confidential career assessment, here's the thing with that. Um, if you're going to reach out for one of those and have one with me, I love to have them. They absolutely are confidential, but you're going to get the straight poop. If you yeah. get your feelings hurt easily, you might want, not want to reach out for that because I'm going to tell you, and about 50% of the time in first conversations, I tell people, oh, you're not, maybe not a good fit for our culture. Right. Um, so just be prepared for that because you're going to get honesty. Yeah. And I think that's really, you know, the, the key to what we are looking for is because we are a team, we want to win as a team, you know, and, and so you look at the most successful sports teams and they've got great culture, great camaraderie, people understand yes. their role. Um, that doesn't mean their role can't grow, improve, and become, you know, something different. Absolutely. But but they all do kind of recognize and understand their role. And, you know, I you know, obviously we talk a lot about hockey. Um, you know, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are a perfect embodiment of what you want in a culture and a winning team. Have met so many of the players, have have been around the team. You know, this is our sixth or seventh year, I think it is. 
that we've been partnered with them. And and being around that organization, you know that they're all on the same page about winning. Um, and and that doesn't necessarily mean that every single person gets the glory that they that they wish that their ego gave them. But it means they win. They win championships, and that that's what we want. We want people that want to come onto our team, play a role, and and win and win championships. And of course, succeed at a high level, make a lot of money. Uh, those are all parts of uh, the the package that we want our agents to have. So we'll be back. We're going to continue our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage and Don Boardwell uh, from my real estate team, our new director of agent growth that has a massive amount of real estate experience, but new to the Tampa market. Don has been the top buyer agent, the top listing agent. He's he's run a he's run a sales team. He's done pretty much a lot of those things. So excited to have him as a resource uh, for our agents. And and Mike, you guys at Cross Country Mortgage, um, you know, being a preferred lender of ours, um, you know, one of the things that we really want to improve upon, especially as the market has shifted, um, is giving agents a better understanding of the mortgage process, mortgage packages, mortgage rates. And with that, the more educated the agent becomes about the mortgage process, the the better educated their client becomes because we are kind of the facilitator for all those things. So, you know, you guys obviously are going to be a major part of our training program. Yeah, and and looking forward to it, and especially now more so than ever because there has been a shift in the marketplace. Like we were talking about in the last segment, when the rates were in the twos and threes and everybody wanted what we had, you know, it was really a no-brainer. You could kind of go through the motions, but now more than ever, understanding, truly understanding the market, truly understanding um, the mortgage products that are available and the agents having a good understanding. We don't want them to be the mortgage, you know, Correct. originator. But they need to know enough. Right. But they need to understand it and they need to be able to, when they don't know the answer, have someone that they that they can turn to and we, we can be that resource for them to answer the questions and be able to give them enough information so that they can educate. Because if you're a buyer in this in this market now and you're out there looking for, you want to w- you want to work with somebody that understands the market, understands what's going on, and isn't living six months ago. You know, right. in, in the market that was six months ago, because it's completely different. And being being up to date. So and and so and that on that same token, with uh, interest rates as high as they are, um, you know, there are a lot of cost conscious uh, buyers. Yes. That are looking to do everything they can to maximize every opportunity, save every penny that they can. When rates were in the twos and the threes, uh, you know, it wasn't as painful if right. if they. You know, pay. You know, if they miss something, but but when they're in the sevens, that those are costly mistakes. And so, working with a local person, I think also, you know, I've talked about the importance of this because that person has a a, a promise to continue earning your business. That somebody at a national lender, you know, after they do a deal, they're you're probably never going to hear from them again. Yeah, and we tell people all the time, working with somebody local is super important because you know what, I may run into you buying groceries at Publix on Sunday, right? Like we're in the same market with you. We live, we work, we play here as well, and so you know, it, our our name in the in the community is super super important, just like it is to to Andrew to to you and your team. And so we got to make sure that you know our integrity is super high, that it's not just a transaction that we're going through where we're building a relationship over the course of time and that's what we really what we pride ourselves on and and so knowing what's going on and having someone local is super important yeah and i also think the um you guys really approach the mortgage process from an educational perspective you know i can't tell you how often i hear my agents having conversations with consumers that have done four or five deals have bought four or five homes over the years and are still completely clueless about what they can or can't do when they're qualifying for a mortgage that education piece that you can give the agent and the consumer will help them save money 
uh, prevent a deal from falling through, um, actually get to the closing table and prepare them better financially. Like things like, you know, get going out and getting a car loan or right. going out and getting furniture. I mean, but I can afford it. That people don't understand. And and or or the other one that I hear a lot. I don't want to talk to a second lender because I don't want to run my credit again. Right. What What does their credit really matter for? More importantly than buying a house, except for some ego stroke that you get to tell your friends what your score is. Well, you know, lot, realistically, yeah. buying a home, there's nothing more expensive to you than that. You need to shop around. Right. And that comes up all the time. But actually, it's it, and a lot of people believe that it's going to hurt their credit. But when you get your credit pulled in a three week period of time, the credit bureaus will tell you this within the same segment. So if you have a hundred mortgage companies pull it, it's considered as one, one inquiry pull. because Correct. they don't want to harm you. From the ability to shop around. Now, right. if you go with a mortgage, a car, furniture, and all the of other course. things, those are going to be different. But if it's all in the mortgage space, so yeah, a lot of people just don't know, um, you know, the information that's out there, and that's that's what we help them. Give them the truth. Give them the information that is out there, so that they can I, make an informed But I always decision. I always find it funny when I hear that that objection from consumers. It's like, what yeah. do you do? Do you roll into Starbucks and share your credit score and get some sort of discount? Is there some sort of financial benefit that I don't know about? Like, is there? Do you get a discount? Does somebody pay you some money? No, you're buying a house. What more expensive? Are you going to buy than a house that you need to have your credit pulled so you can get the best rate possible because you're paying on that thing forever? Like, why do you care about your credit for anything other than that more important? You know, oh, I don't want my score to drop, even if it drops minimally, which the bureaus correct it. You know, like, why do you have the fascination with what do you think you're going to get out of it? I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe am I wrong? Can you pull up to Chick-fil-A or Starbucks and share a credit score and get something special for it? No, you, it's Not valueless, except of. you're getting credit. You know, they, they don't for you. No, they don't. I, man, I wish they did. And, you know, and we understand that getting pre-approved is probably not the most sexy part of the whole process. No, when you're out looking. You're right. You want yeah. to go look at homes and everything else. But it is one of the, if not the most important thing, because when you are out there and you find the home that's perfect for you and your family, you want to be ready and know that you can actually buy that home. And doing it after the fact, sometimes that's where a lot of the issues and problems come up right. when you do it in the backwards order. So, you know, we do it to make it um, as painless as possible, as easy as possible, so you can go out there and find the house for you and your family. So what I want to talk about after the break, so stay with us. If you're a home seller that's thinking about moving up or moving down, I want to talk about the mortgage process because a lot of people mess this up. And, and we deal with it sometimes where a seller goes under contract selling their house and they go out to buy and there's a problem. So, so um, you know, I want to talk about that after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. So I teased this before the break and the, the idea that a lot of uh, sellers have, for example, is that they're going to sell their house and then they're going to go buy something else. They're either they're going to move up or they're going to move down. Right. And, and so you know, they have an interest rate on their present mortgage, they're going to get an interest rate on their new buy, and they may have a belief about what they qualify for, but rates have changed a little bit. Yes. They may have a belief or an expectation about what they're going to qualify for. But while it's obviously important, task number one is getting the home sold, because for a lot of sellers, they can't buy unless they sell. They need the equity and they need that, that reduction of debt to be able to qualify to buy the new home. Now, look, if you have infinite money, uh, and, and you can buy or sell no matter what. You're paying cash. Please stop by my office. We would love to take you to Starbucks and to Chick-fil-A. And right. we would love to hug you, tell you how amazing you are, and and to wine and dine you out on the town. I'll send you a lightning game. What, no, but but in reality, the, a lot of consumers need to, need to sell before they can buy. And we're running into now, because of the change in interest rates, um, people that are selling their home, and they've got gobs of equity, but then they don't realize that, 
oh, maybe they have a problem qualifying about what they really want to purchase, but I got a prequal six months ago. Yeah. You know, prequal six months ago isn't valid anymore. Rates are dramatically different. Um, and, and so your payment may be higher. You may have to put more down. You may need to take more of that equity from the home that you're selling and roll it into the new one instead of putting a smaller down payment that you got qualified for. So before you put your house on the market, okay, again, before, unless, unless again, you don't care and you just want it gone, make sure to talk to talk to you guys. Talk to a mortgage lender. Make sure that you know your buying power on what you're going to be able to afford when you buy. Yeah, it. such a great point. If you've gotten pre-qualified or pre-approved in the last you know six months, really in the last, I mean, sometimes in the last month it can matter now and it can change. Make sure you talk to, and hopefully it's us, but make sure, and we're, we're reaching out to our people that sure. we pre-approved a couple of months ago and said, hey, let's take a look at this because if you were up against you know a level, maybe we have to bring down your buying power a little bit, but you know, make sure you have an up-to-date pre-approval and it, it, it's valid and it's there because the, the market market has shifted, you know, considerably. And again, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're looking at something you just can't buy or you can't afford right. to buy. Yeah. Or like you said, you maybe you have to use more equity, you know, from the sale of your home than you thought in order to put down and just make sure it's on there. And that's why we tailor everything individually to what you're looking to accomplish and make sure it's going to work. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and so another thing that's happening in the mortgage space right now that, that we're, we're starting to feel, we're starting to talk to sellers that have missed payments behind their payment, got laid yeah. off. Um, the majority of them have equity unless they bought six months ago, that crowd six months or a year ago, when you factor in fees, costs, maybe a little bit of drop in values, um, you know, they're, you're going to see some short sales and foreclosures, not a ton, not 2006 esque. Okay. We're not talking, you know, the, the, it was really more like nine, but it started in, right. you know, yeah. the, all the, all the drum up. So you're not going to see you know, any kind of massive amount of foreclosures, in my opinion, again, a lot of things in the economy, a storm, all kinds of things could change all that. But from the data I'm looking at, you're not going to see a massive amount of, but there are going to be some of them. So, you know, if you missed payments, like we have one right now, uh, owner missed payments, 200,000 in equity, but they had to do some forbearance and some creative things with their mortgage. And now they've recovered and they want to go out and buy, but it, it may be a problem. Yeah, it, it can be. And, you know, I'd, I'd caution the, the listeners out there, don't listen to the national media when they're reporting on the, the foreclosures and everything of else. Course. You're seeing some of these reports coming up and they're saying, oh, it's such this huge increase. Well, remember a year ago, there was a moratorium. You right. couldn't foreclose. So, so, of so some of those are coming any back. Any increase yeah. is going to be a huge one. You couldn't actually right. do it. So, um, you know, actually month over month delinquencies went down last month, but you're right. You are going to start seeing some of that um, and make sure. And if you were in a forbearance because of a natural disaster because of COVID storms, things that are out there, there are certain situations where there's a waiting period before you can go back out and buy. And so make sure, again, you talk to your loan officer. Every every case is, is different um, before you get out there because you don't want to get surprised. Another, another thing that I think we're going to see more of um, simply because of the, the shift in the market, you're going to have sellers that, that want to sell. Okay, they want to sell their home to have equity. They're in a great equity position, but they have a hard time letting go of the three three percent mortgage and buying a seven. Now, look, we, you know, again, we we we've said it before: rates change, they go up, they go down. Um, you're not committed to that rate forever. You you may potentially be able to refinance and lower your rate. And I don't think anyone believes that rates are going to get back down to the threes. But I did see some economists this week come out with some data that feel like we're going to have a you know, a possibility of, you know, 18 to 24 months down the line, some movement back maybe towards a 5% interest rate and some reduction with some yes. inflation improvement. Again, no way for us to know for sure what the future holds, but but there are a lot of people that think that it could head in that direction. So, you know, while you need to be able to make sure you can afford the payment at 7%, 
know that there's certainly a possibility that could drop back down a little bit and, and you could get some relief there. So I feel like uh, this is a great opportunity for people to get a better deal on the price of the yes. house that they lock in forever. Um, you know, better deal on the price and the terms and concessions and, and all those types of things that six months and a year ago, you couldn't dream of getting closing cost covered. Now you can. Yes. Um, now you can negotiate off of the asking price a little bit. Okay. Look, you, I personally own a property this week and, and, you know, I have it on the market and somebody came in at 11% below asking, look, if it's priced well, that ain't happening. Like in the, in the right price range, it's not $3 million house, 11% off asking, not that absurd. That's possible. But homes in that wheelhouse, there's still plenty of buyers for them. You know, we, the average list to sell price ratio last month was 98%. Right. So, you know, it was 102 six months ago. So yes, it has it has slowed down, but most people feel like it's going to kind of stabilize now and be around that, which is a more balanced market. Yeah, there's not fire sales going on out there. Right. You know, people are thinking you're getting, but you're right. We are seeing, um, almost to a T every contract coming in now seeing with concessions things we didn't see you know earlier on this year with concessions that sellers are giving into and again it's it's an opportunity for a buyer to get in and get a chance if you missed it back yes rates are higher right but if you can afford the payment again it doesn't have to be forever this can be a great great opportunity to get into the market um, and get get a chance to build your real estate portfolio you know I talked about this to my team this week and, and I think it's I think it's a really important thing for people that are higher net worth to think about. Um, you know, I, I have a friend this week that it, he's he's very different than me in that he's a leverage and debt guy. He is unafraid of going into debt and taking on that leverage. And and he was hesitant to buy, even though I know he's he's a multimillionaire. Okay, he's got millions of dollars in financial accounts. He's got millions of dollars in savings accounts. I mean, the guy's very wealthy. But he's like, you know, I really don't want to buy because you know seven percent interest rates. It's like, well, in reality. What were you getting on some of that money you have in the bank six months ago or a year ago? Like 0%. Okay, but you were paying you know, 4%, 3.5%, on your mortgage. It really isn't that much changed for a high net worth individual because all that's happening is the capital they have invested into other things is now, especially in the guaranteed places, the savings, the CDs, things like that, can get into the threes now. Okay, So you pay your 7% mortgage. It's really kind of a, you know, it's a wash in a sense. But but I don't think people logically sometimes do the math behind that. Um, this, this gentleman is a... Uh, a medical in the medical industry, I'll, I'll keep it that way. And he's very, very smart scientifically, but I think sometimes financially he doesn't kind of put that together. And when I explained it to him like that, it's like, do you have as much invested in some of those things as you would in your mortgage? Well, yeah, then it's it's really a wash. So I think some people out there that are higher net worth that are kind of debating the pros and cons of the mortgage, whether they get a mortgage because of the high rates, if they look at the return they can get in a guaranteed investment in either a savings or CD, it, it, it can even out. Plus, you get the write-off that you get you know, from, from the mortgage as well. So. Well, and I think a lot of the consumers out there and the buyers out there, they're really just going through sticker shock, right? The rates went up True. so quickly and so yeah. fast. True. And so it, it, and now they're somewhat sort of stabilizing that now they're getting used to it and we're starting to see buyers come back in a little bit. Yeah, right? I would because agree Because now that, they're yeah. saying, okay, yeah, rates are going to be higher. So initially when it happened, and, you know, they were looking for that snapback. Is it just going to be short term right. and come back? But now I think people, I mean, because, you know, Don said earlier, People are still going to buy houses. Transactions are right. still going to happen. There, there are things going out there, and people are going to do it. And you know, when rates were eighteen percent in the beginning, you know, in the early eighties, people bought houses because that's what the rates so, were. So, I'm going to ask you guys, what was what was the interest rate of the first house that you bought? 
Mine was seven and three quarters. Six point two five. I had seven three quarters. Don, do you remember? Uh, six three seven five. I okay, think. there yeah, you go. See, so, so I mean, so we're not far off from you know the and those were pretty good market. They were normal, good, balanced yes. markets. So, so it's not you know we're just comparisons. The enemy of joy. We keep yep. looking backwards at what happened a year or two ago, right? Instead of historically, an interest rate around seven isn't that terrible. Look, we're not talking eighteen. I mean, I have family members that bought when it was 18% interest yeah. rates. So, John, talking about the interest rates and the shift in the market, it becomes even more important for agents to get training, accountability, and structure now if they're going to survive and thrive in the new market. It, it sure does. I was just thinking about that on our team. I actually had a couple agents come to me yesterday and ask for a mini coaching session on how to have those conversations and educate buyers on exactly what we're talking about there and some other opportunities that you might be able to get a mortgage for a temporary amount of time that's right. at less than that 7%. We haven't talked about that a bunch. Yeah, we talked about buy-downs a we few did. We talked about it. And the big thing is uh, for non-team agents, who's having that conversation with them? How are you staying up to date on what conversations to have this week? Because they're not the same conversations we needed to have a month ago. Right. Um, and, and who is advocating for you as an agent to make sure that you're educated and you're up to date and you're armed with the most up to date information? Yeah, that's one of the things. You know, we have a weekly meeting and and we you know we have a pretty high percentage of our team that that attends that. Um, and and what I would say is each week we're looking for ways to bring that value that we learn kind of out in the coaching space or talking to other agents about hey how are you overcoming this objection or how are you explaining this. Um, so it's like a constant brainstorming masterminding, because I think if you're going to be successful in real estate, you know, I hear people say, well, when does the, tr- how long is the training program forever for freaking <laughs> right. ever, for yeah. freaking ever. Yes. Like you're, it is forever. Even for me, like I, I, you know, I've made a fortune in real estate, but it is forever training because it changes, it shifts, new tools come up, uh, new, new systems. So if you want to be successful in real estate, you have to really be focused on having, um, a mindset about growth and about personal improvement and about learning new tools and systems. And it is forever. Now, does that mean, you know, like I think a lot of people ask that because they want to know when they can start actually selling. But but in reality, the training program is, is I mean, we're going to have a seven day intensive, but sure. we're going to have a forever training program. So if you want forever training and coaching, you know, we would love to be the place for you again at jointheduo.com. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to talk about our last segment. Make sure uh, you're following us on our socials at The Duncan Duo. It is hockey season. If you were or are presently a client of our company, if you've bought or sold a company, make sure to send us a message on our socials. We're constantly sending uh, clients, past clients, the lightning games. We're going to have a really cool uh, client and agent appreciation party uh, at Amelie Arena in March. It's kind of going to be a spring fling thing. Um, and so we'll have more details about that. But make sure you follow us on our show, socials and shoot us a DM if you're not part of our VIP page where we're giving uh, really cool giveaways. We give away signed stuff, tickets, all those types of things. We want to make sure to take care of you for uh, trusting us with your business. And we'll be back wrapping up the last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Get your home sold guaranteed, as always, at DuncanDuo.com. I got my new Tampa Bay Lightning billboard. I finally said bye to Tom Cruise. And got uh, got we got some new billboards up with me all dressed up uh, in a Lightning jersey. And um, home selling rules you've heard lately and should actually break. Now, again, when the market changes, it takes a while for consumers and even agents 
to realize it, especially agents that aren't looking at data and haven't been around in shifts and changes in the marketplace. So some rules that you've heard lately that you should actually break are because the market has changed, right? So the first one is price your home as high as you please. Look, when the market's really hot, okay, you can probably price it on the upper end of comps or even above the most recent comps because things are appreciating. Uh, is that working right now, guys? Not at all. Not so much. No, no. Not working at all. Do not, Again, you can price your home as high as you want, but you ain't going to sell the damn thing. I mean, that's just the reality of it. You're, you're not going to sell it. You, you know, look, the price is the, the most important marketing feature that you can have. It's, it's the most important thing that buyers and consumers have access to so much information today. If you don't price your home appropriately, uh, you're, going, you're not going to sell. And I always believe there's a few different ways to price a home. Um, you know, you can price it. Uh, a little above market, and if it doesn't move, then you need to adjust very quickly, a right. week or two, to down to, to market. You price it at market, or you price it below market. The activity, and the 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 activity that happens after one of those three things is it depends. Of course, if you price it a little high, it's going to sit for a little while. You're going to go a little bit of time, and you're going to miss that initial mark. But we will tell sellers that we'll do that for them. Kind of to prove them wrong in a sense when they think that our price isn't accurate. You know, we'll say, look, we'll give it a shot. But if if not, then you need to get, you know, you need to get here. Price it at market, um, you know, should sell in a reasonable time frame. Right now, we're looking at 30 days, okay? You price it below market, you're going to sell it in days and potentially still, even today, get a bidding war and, and drive the price up. I believe a home sells for what the market will bear. Uh, the listing price is only... Um, you know, is only one part of that equation. It doesn't mean that uh, it can't go above that number. As we know, it can go above, it can go below. But I think there are a few different ways. It's just a matter of which strategy the client wants to employ. And in our mind, when they want to come in really high, we don't even want to list it. Yeah, It's just not, it's not worth it. Then a, a month later, they're going to forget uh, the price that we told them and they're going to blame us for the home not selling. When in reality, the reason the home didn't sell is because they picked a price that was fantasy land you know, and not supported by the market. Uh, there's no need to make repairs. It's fine to sell it as is. Six months ago, sure. you could get away with it, right? Yes. You could. And today you can still get away with it because there's investors and hedge funds and things, but you're going to take a haircut on price. I mean, that's just the reality of it. If, if you sell it as is, you're going to shrink your buyer pool. You're going to take a haircut on price. Uh, and, and again, any property can sell the price has to reflect the condition. But if you're trying to sell it as is and not make those repairs but get full retail value, you're going to lose. And, and that's a good time to be having a discussion with a well-qualified, well-trained, experienced listing agent. And the reason is they're going to have a real conversation with you about what you're going to invest and the return on that. There yep. are some things that are, you know can be a two-for-one. If I spend $100, it'll make the house bring right. 200 There are lots of things that are very much the opposite. Guys, we do this all day, right. every day. It's all we do. Where we may not want you to spend money on that because it won't bring a return on investment. You bet. At the end of the day, we're trying to get you the most money, the most profitability out of your sale. Yep. There's no need to offer any concessions. Buyers are desperate. Not anymore. Oh, yes. you, you know, you definitely need to be open to the idea of paying concessions, closing costs, rate buy-downs, things like that. Your home is bound to sell fast. Fast is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's really an opinion, term. right? Yeah. It's a relative term. Um, I still think homes are selling pretty fast, but they're not 
unless you price it super aggressively, it may take a few weeks to sell. It may take a few months to sell. Um, so, so your home is definitely not bound to sell fast. There's a chance it might. It's a combination of pricing and truthfully hiring the right agent. Mm. There are a lot of agents that got in the business the last few years that, that really don't know how to handle an adjustment in the marketplace that were able to drive by in their you know F-150 and take a photo from their iPhone driving by the house and take a quick snapshot and the house would sell. Today, it's going to take a more concentrated approach. Yes, it does. So home staging isn't necessary. This is something I think you're going to see come back. I call it a market like this is both a price war and a beauty contest. I think you're going to see more and more home sellers opt to look at staging and professionally preparing their home for sale because buying a home, especially when the financials aren't as beneficial as they were maybe a few months ago, it, it, the emotional thing has to win over. You've got to emotionally attach to the house and staging helps that happen. And it doesn't matter when you put your home on the market. Nothing could be further from the truth. I think our market for the most part year round is relatively consistent. Yes. This article talks about the weather and the winter and look, we don't, we don't have that. We, we can get no snow, <laughs> but there are times of the week uh, that I think are, are more impactful. Uh, and certainly uh, you know, putting your house in the middle on the market in the middle of a hurricane, probably not a great idea either. So when you put your house on the market, it does matter. So anyway, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We'll make sure to put up all of uh, all of the information that you need to buy or sell a home and make the right real estate decisions. If you're a real estate agent, hit us up at jointheduo.com. If you're thinking about a career change or a change of environment and have an awesome rest of your Sunday and enjoy Halloween.